Hello, and you're very welcome to the book club at Leitrim Daily. My name is Mary Blake, and we're here today to discuss our this month's book, which is Strange Flowers by Donal Ryan. In the room today, the virtual room, we have Orla Kelly from the reading room in Carrick and Shannon. Hi, Orla. Hi, Mary. And Hilda King, retired librarian. Hi, Hi Hilda. Hi, Mary. Good. And we have a special guest today from the Castle Blaney Book Club, uh, Rosemary Donnelly. She's just come in to, to chat about this book. Hi, Rosemary. Hi, everyone. It's great to have you here, all the way from Castle Blaney. Thank you. You're very welcome. So, Orla, Thank you. give us a little overview on this book. So Strange Flowers by Donal Ryan. This is set in the 1970s in rural Tipperary, 1973. And we meet Kit and Paddy Gladney and their daughter, Mal. Their rural life is upended one day when Mal decides to, I suppose, ostensibly disappear. She boards a bus in Nina and is gone. Um, and five years later, she returns as mysteriously as she left. And it is a story about that. And the following book, the book is, I suppose, in three parts. I, I kind of looked at it as three parts. The first part dealing with this um, introduction of Mal, Mal's disappearance, Mal's return. And then the second half is in, the second part is set in London with the third returning back to Tipperary. And the book really deals with the aftermath of what happens with Mal's return. That's a general overview. Yeah. So set in the 70s in rural Ireland. So yeah. Some of us can remember that. Maybe some of us can't, but um, I certainly can. <laughs> Hilda, what do you think of the book? So did you identify with any of it from, you know, from that time and that place? Um, I'm much too young for that, Mary. Ah, yes, <laughs> um, I outed you there. You did. Uh, I really uh, tried to like this book because I really like Donald Ryan. I've liked his previous three books. Um, and I don't I don't read reviews, so I don't know what the literary agents thought of it or anybody like that. So I was a bit disappointed, really. Um, it was a big storyline uh, covering three generations with a, a backdrop of social, socio-religious uh, 1970s Ireland. Uh, There's a huge amount of religion throughout the book, either through the characters and then of course we had a, a big biblical story towards the end of it um there was a lot of uh, similarities in some of the characters i i wasn't mad about um the sort of third person way the narrator told the story we got a bit about a lot of characters but i didn't feel i engaged or had that much empathy empathy with any of the characters um, which was just sort of frustrating, really, to, to have such a big story and yet and very moving. But the beginning of the book, Hilda. The beginning. So it was set very traditionally in rural Ireland, you know, and I felt that was shaping up nicely. Um, yeah, I could, I, I, it, did, it did. It was very... Um, I liked that beginning in in the sense that it gave us a picture of the the father and the mother um, sort of bereft and uh, you know we didn't know whether it was a murder or a, a kidnapping or anything and 
their reaction to the thing and going to Dublin trying to find any trace of her. And yeah, I mean, Donald Ryan is well able to just, you know, to give very descriptive uh, passages. So yeah, it moved on from there to 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 the the um, quite suddenly, really. She's back in yeah. Ireland, you know. And and Rosemary, it, what did you think of that early book? Because as Orla said, it really was in three sections the book. And that early book, um, did you think it was a, a, a true version of Ireland in the seventies? Well, I, I mean, I know Ireland in the seventies, but I didn't live in Ireland in the seventies, but. Yeah, I felt it probably was, and I loved it. I liked the book, really liked the book. Um, you know, and I just loved the way I loved Paddy, you know, um, who's so gentle, and I loved Alexander as well. You know, but I, yes, I, I did. I liked well, the start of it. I liked the way I, I felt I could visualize it, visualize the place and everything. And had you, did you read any more Donald Ryan's before Rosemary, or is this your first time to read this author? No, that was my first time, and I definitely oh, yeah. will be looking for more books of his. Oh, that's great. Yeah, because yeah. I did so. find those male characters were very gentle. They, they were very mm. gentle, the men in the book, weren't they? Orla. But where was the depth to them, I have to say? Where was the depth to Paddy? I, I, I thought, yeah, Paddy's a nice guy. Tell me more about Paddy. Don't know anything more about Paddy. Tell me about Alexander. Where's the depth to Alexander? Didn't know anything else about Alexander. Alexander, as it turns out, was a character who was, we, I suppose it's not too much of a spoiler to say that he's Miles' husband. So, and his ethnicity, what was the point of his ethnicity? How was he feeling about being in Ireland and his ethnicity? How was he feeling about how he was treated in London? I really felt so disappointed by this book. I thought the the characters were just two dimensional. Like if this was, a, where was Miles' voice? Where was Kit's voice? We we raced through this. She's gone. She's back. She's gone. And why did she disappear? Again, there was no, I don't think there was any fully development of understanding of these characters, of why they did what they did. I thought Paddy, as you say, was such a lovely character. But where was the insight? Where was the, the pain that they went through to the five years of her disappearance? Where did that come out? It didn't. And oh, it just drove me nuts. I couldn't <sighs> stand this book. Uh, that's Sorry. interesting because I found that um, those that, that that was the thing that jarred with me a little when that girl came home after five years that there was no interrogation of her. Uh, that's what I found as as a mother of a of a girl that age. You know, you do as nice as you are, you would say, "Where the hell were you?" And are you okay? Did anything really damaging happen to you? I suppose we were wondering why she left. And about um, Alexander, her husband's um, a, a black man, they kept referencing a child that was light skinned. And that to me was a little red herring. I didn't know, oh, so who is really the dad? And that amount, that was just a, a throwaway, something they threw away a lot. Hilda, you want to come in there? Yeah, I was just going to say, like, the blurb on the book is about this girl disappearing. And you know, so the first chapter or the first part of the book is all about that. And, you know, when she comes back then, obviously, as you said, why, why, why did she go? Why did you do this to us? You know, her parents want to know. And we never learn that for the whole length of the book till the very end. It, it sort of seeps out very gently. There's, 
and she disappears as a character, Mal, I think anyway. She 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 just becomes um she's passive and she's ghostly. There's one or two strange one lines where I think um Alex arrives back in Tipperary or arrives in Tipperary and sort of she has an outburst where this something the line says something like uh, she bared her teeth like a wild animal. I, I thought who is this? I don't know this character at all. You know, I don't think he developed her at all. I, I, I don't know. It was, he, he seemed to give space to all these um, three generations, but never developed any of those characters to any layer or depth that you could feel, feel empathy with them. You know, I didn't feel any empathy with Mal or, um, now the parents, yes. And the, I think they were probably the most developed for me. Kit and Paddy, nice couple yeah. who were older parents to an only child. We find out early yeah. in the book. They're, they're, they're older parents and this is their adored daughter who, who, who disappears. And you imagine, that, you know, I imagine that's a very traumatic thing. And then the, the way that she returned home and the way that the story unfolded. I don't know. Do you think it was, um, it was credible in any way that she would have had that life and walked away from it? Hilda, in the UK? Um, in the U, eh, you know, it's it just, yeah, it jarred every so often um, why she walked away, how she left this child. There was no response when she, not a lot of response anyway, when she, when he arrived home with the child. Um, I don't know, it was just so vague. It was annoying. <laughs> and Rosemary, could you feel for Mal? Could you feel empathy for this girl? No, I actually didn't. I felt she was quite selfish that she just sort of sailed back in. You know, even she didn't really even want um, Alexander. You know, she didn't love him. That was quite clear. But I don't know. I just felt, no, I didn't feel any empathy for her at all, really. No. I didn't. I didn't take to her. And did we find out, did she ever have a career or a college course or did she have a job? Or I, I no, didn't we find don't. out anything. Orla? No, we don't know. As far as I know, we don't know. And uh, you don't understand really or fully understand why she left the UK. What what was the reason for that? This mysterious running away? Yes, maybe at the end you kind of have, but it's not it's not explored. And I think that if it's if it's set up, it felt that I was set up, set up that this was a book about Mal and Mal's personality. And we didn't get any information on her. We didn't get any insights. As, as Hilda said, this kind of you know, narrator outside third person doesn't give you any depth to any character. I mean, Kit and Paddy met older and it seemed it was certainly implied that it was a love relationship. So you wanted to hear about that because they felt like a nice couple and she had trauma having this child. You want to understand all of that. I, I just thought he raced through that bit and that could have been so full of depth and so full of longing and understanding and pain. And I I didn't care. It's and I don't often think when we see books that are cross-generational, you know, there is a flow to it. It kind of makes sense and you're interested to know. But I think it kind of, um, that over and back to London, maybe it wasn't even needed at all. I don't it think felt, it was. I'd... It felt like a separate book. Uh, in fact, you know, yeah, a lot of... Uh, a lot of, uh, you could nearly say it was interconnected short stories. Um, they, they nearly, you know, it, that's how, it, as a reader, you know, I just couldn't connect the whole thing. 
I don't know what uh, Donal Ryan was trying to do, but I feel I, uh, my feeling was that he overdid it. He was so keen to get that, you know, the the, the religious, the overwhelming sort of um, power of it in their lives. And Kish continually was saying rosaries and it brought, it, you know, there was a lot of, you know, when Mal came back, she was like back from the desert. There was a lot of references um, the whole way through that I think he, he just overdid it. He, he, I, I don't know why, but it, it, it was overwhelming to me anyway. And I just, it, it yeah, lost that, me. It went. That religious iconography, that, that, that um, alt, May altar and the rosary beads. And we did get yes, yes, sense yes. of it being a very Catholic country, which it really it was, though, in the 70s. Yeah, it felt more like the 1950s now for, you know, to me that that but then it was rural Ireland or, you know, and maybe maybe it was like that, mm. uh, but it didn't feel that real to me. So, Rosemary, you like this book, so that that's good, because I get a feeling from these other two girls mm. that they didn't really like it. So what what else did you like about it? Was it mainly those that traditional setting? I, maybe. Yeah, maybe I have a different view of things. I, I like the way it, um, it brought in, you know, like racism, sexuality, religion, tolerance. I like that. Um, I don't know. I just sort of just maybe it's different than any books I normally read. I just yeah, and, really and liked it. it. I thought it was a nice book. And it was very I mean, well reviewed. I loved it, but I liked it. I really liked it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and it's very well just, reviewed. I mean, yeah, I sort of I love the way. Yeah, yeah. I think it is actually, but yeah, I I felt it was a very visual book. You know, hmm. maybe you're right. Maybe they didn't need to have so much about the London part. You know, and they could have gone more into. But I think Paddy and Kit, I felt, and Alexander, I think they were sort of simple characters who didn't ask for a lot in life, were just quite happy with being with the people they loved and, you know, making a living. And yeah, I think. All the more extraordinary that this event happened in their life, that their precious child disappeared. It would have been quite a scandal and quite a worry, mm. too, you know, so, for the time. Yeah. But um, Orla, yeah. what did you think of the book within a book? You know, when we were when we saw Josh's writing. So Josh is the now adult child of Mal and Alexander. What do we think of this character, Orla? Again, uh, what he's repeating the the same patterns his mother did. He ran away. We have no understanding as to why he ran away. Um, and, and that lack of understanding drove me demented. That lack of exploration of a character's motivation, of their understanding, and that we have to listen to this terrible writing that was inflicted within it. Oh, I thought that was just terrible. And the, religi the relig religiosity of it. I think there's ways of dealing with that. I think you're you're absolutely right, Rosemary, that the introduction of the issues of sexuality and race and religion but I just think he he threw the canvas too wide and he didn't deal with any of it I think he was just too it was just too easy for him mm. to 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 discuss it I mean there was for me there was absolutely no plot reason for Alexander to be black it was enough to be honest sometimes in Ireland to be English you know, in the 70s. Um, but not even that. I just think that there was no understanding of the racism that he experienced. It was all very light touched. And 
I, I don't know, I think there would have been a lot going on at that time. I think Irish people, rural people would have taken him, yes, to their heart. But there would have been some exploration of how difficult that was. And also there would have been suspicion of um, Mal and Alexandra coming home and their child was white. That would have been discussed. That, and even more so, like introducing us to his parents, bringing his parents over. Like the only reference we have is, well, we would have struggled to raise a white child in our environment. It's just it's just those things were driving me nuts. And then for the white child to go over and just happen to be found by another character's daughter, who's another character that's not even worth telling you about because we don't really know anything about him. It's all it was just all too on the level for me. I just thought there was no depth to it. And it just drove me mental. Sorry. You know, I'd feel very bad, Orla, if I was the one who picked this book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I didn't because Orla's not happy. So Orla I, picked um, the book. I like the way it left you wanting to know more. I, I Sometimes that's nice in a book. Okay. You know. Yes. Yeah. And I, I felt that book in the middle really wasn't needed. That rambling blind man cure mm. i did to be honest i didn't really know what was going on there yeah no it wasn't very obvious why why i, I, I want to ring up donald ryan and ask him why did you put that section in it was quite a lengthy section it was interspersed with uh, josh having a relationship uh. with honey in some form or other um and actually that was a, a mirror of Alex's Alexander's relationship with Mal originally you know she didn't mm. know why she liked him she just really loved him you know everything about him was right the biblical story actually nearly for me was a bit of a, a relief um, because it flowed it actually had things happened in it you know they, they had the Pharisees mm. and the Messiah and the blind man and everything and you know there was an actual nice little storyline in it um but why he put it in i don't know except maybe as a metaphor that um joshua had found his father came for him in the end or not his father but he brought him back to his mother in the mm. end you know that there was light at the end of the tunnel other than that i couldn't see mm. why we had such a section of the book at all it, mm. it, it was a sort of a, a big surprise nearly to have it inserted you know and there were parts that I kind of, there was a few whys in there. I think Orla said that earlier on. A few, and a few things that I would have been more curious about, like Josh finding himself in London and why, what was so hard for him at home? Uh, you know, if we're going to talk about it, I, I'd like to know about it. You know, if we're going to follow his story, I'd like to know more about it. But I also thought at one stage, I said they must have nicer thistles in Tipperary than they have in Leithrim because they said I took off my shoes so I could walk along the soft nettles and thistles and I said oh my god we wouldn't be doing that here. So the writing style of this book what did you think Rosemary of the type of writing in it? I, I like this. I like the type of writing yeah I did I like the way it was written and the sort of funny little things you know sort of so Irish you know yeah yeah um, and what about you Orla what yeah, did you think of the writing I didn't like the writing at all I, I feel very bad saying this Rosemary because when somebody likes a book I I um it's terrible to be so to, to be to be so anti it but I didn't like the writing I thought he was repetitious um and didn't move the story along through through his language I mean there was a scene between the priest 
the guard and Paddy to tell them that there was a black man in town. And it was just repeated and repeated. They use the same phrases all the time. I actually wrote them down, adjacent, adjunct, aforementioned. Adjacent, adjunct, aforementioned. If they said it once, they said it three or four times. And it was the same as well when they were telling Alexander's parents that Mal was pregnant. It was repeated four times. It didn't advance the story at all. So, um, yeah, I'm sorry, he's not, he's not my style. What did you think, Hilda, of the writing style and the structure of the book? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, on the writing style, um, he, he's very descriptive um, and uh, more than descriptive in this book um, with landscapes and you felt you could nearly walk the fields. He 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 went into such detail uh, in them, um, which was OK. But because of the overall style of the book was this third person person narrative they given aside to all the characters the book for me became sort of um heavy in a lecturish type of way if you follow me you know it was there was no dialogue uh breaking up the text or breaking up the story there was he reported the what people were saying but it made it very um heavy uh, to read um and i i actually thought it almost i could almost not to be too critical, but it was almost twee. You know, it was quaint Irish. I felt maybe maybe this is for the American market, you know, um, and maybe, Rosemary, it, it appeals to you from that point of view that it really is beautiful Ireland and, you know, uh, Kit is sort of Aragon, you know, and there's these type of phrases in it, which maybe is all very true to, to, to the times. But... Um, uh, oh yes, the other, the other, um, Donald Ryan in his other books, he has this way of uh, starting a story and saying, and da 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 da, and the, you know, they went to the chapel and the hills were, you know, whatever, and the ands go right through. Now he did that in a previous book, which I didn't mind. It was fine. It read fine. This book, uh, it, I sort of thought, no. You've you've done that before. It's not fresh. I uh, I didn't want it. You know, it was repetitious for 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 somebody who likes who likes them. Yeah, very so, long um, sentences as well, Hilda, wasn't there? Though I found yeah. that there was very yeah. It kind of, is that what you mean by the and and and? Just a continuing. Yes. Yes. Well. It, yeah. Yes, a continual narrative right down the whole page, and and then he used this large print every so often. As a reader, I didn't like that either. I just thought, you know, I don't need to see this jumping out at me. I'd much prefer it he put it into dialogue. But that's subjective uh, reaction to it. You know, maybe there's other literary uh, reviews that uh, think that's that's fine. That was my reaction to it anyway. It reminded me a bit of a short story that we used to have. Remember when we were at school? When, when I was at school anyway, we used to have to do short stories. And it was short story Mary Lavin wrote short stories. And they were really set in that world, the little cottage and the lane and the, you know, the description of that warm kind of a cosy feeling. And it really did give the impression that that was a, a house that you'd go into and get a cup of tea and a slice of apple tart and it would be very homely in that respect. So I think that part of it was 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 nice and warm. And I think that's probably, Rosemary, is that what you liked about those characters, Paddy and Kit as well? Maybe, maybe, uh, you know, when I used to come over on holiday in the 60s and 70s and everything was so nice and simple and, 
you know, I mean, I don't think I live near a city and it was so different and it was just nice and quiet and gentle and I like that. And maybe it does mm. bring me back. And for also, I like the, I like things that do cover um, issues like sexuality or racism or anything like that as well. And I sort of, a bit of both things, but I can definitely understand where you're all coming from. Mm. You know, I yeah, can see I'm... your point. Yeah, there were certain things that... Yeah. yeah, but I think when, while he tackled things like sexuality and religious, it didn't weigh heavily on, on anybody's life. It wasn't a burden for anybody. And even he just about mentioned the Northern Troubles, which would have been a very significant thing in Ireland at the time. Now, maybe in Leitrim more so than in Tipperary, I don't know. But I felt that I didn't get, I, I kept having to check, what year are we in again now? What's the context historically in Ireland at this time? What is going on? And I didn't find that I felt anchored in, in, the, um, in the timeline of the book at all. I, I felt I was, but maybe that was me, maybe I was half asleep reading it some of the time. But yeah, so to wrap on that book, Orla, Hilda, Rosemary, Annie, would you recommend it to a friend? Orla? No, I have to say I couldn't. I couldn't at all. I, I really couldn't. I, I was very frustrated by it, as you probably can tell. Um, I expected... I expected more. I wanted so much more. I wanted to understand it so much more. And Rosemary, you said earlier, you're right. You know, it's nice to actually have characters evolve and you discover them. But I think there's and, and things left unsaid, but there's other authors that do that so well and so much better. Um, and I felt that he threw everything at us and didn't didn't give anything back to us. So I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be recommending this. I'm sorry, Donna Ryan. <laughs> Rosemary, have you passed it on to anybody or would you? Saying that haven't, you know, because yeah, there is a certain, yeah, not it's not everyone's cup of tea. It wouldn't be on my top list. I'd say you've got to read this. It's a brilliant book, mm. but it's yeah. a nice book. I wouldn't say read this. I would. I think that some people I probably would recommend it to. Not, not everyone. Yeah, you're right. You know, because I can definitely, you know, I can see your point of view. Josh's story was did go on a bit long, and there was a lot of religion in it. So. It was, you and Hilda, what, what about you, Hilda? I have faith in Donald Ryan. I think he'll come again. He's he's written. I really did enjoy his other three books, you know, and he had um, stories from the, the last book from Alone Quiet Sea. There was a, ma um, a refugee from Syria. He did an excellent, an excellent job on it. So I have faith that it'll come. He will come again with something. I don't. He's he's uh, running a creative writing course in Limerick. I don't know whether it's all influenced him in sort of this this you know producing this book or what. There's something. It's just I just I really couldn't believe that this Donald Ryan book was like it was because three books is a lot of books to like. And um, I do believe he'd come, you know, that I, that I have faith in his writing and, and I look forward to another uh, one. Yeah. And Donald Ryan, or was his first book, The Spinning Heart, was it? When did that come yeah. out? And a bit about oh. the author. I, I have to say, I don't remember what year it came out. It could have been 2012, I think, with The Spinning Heart. It's interesting because it was it was found in what the publishers call the slush pile. So there's this pile of, of uh, manuscripts that are sent in and they're put into a slush pile. And somebody, some young intern, um, gets to read them and decide if they go forward. And I think, to be honest, his was, de you know, sort of destined to be thrown out. Only a very young and uh, an interested uh, young woman found it. Um, she turned out actually to um, 
to then find Tramp Press. I don't know if you're familiar with Tramp Press. They publish quite a lot of um, new and uh, good stuff and, and uh, revive old writers. But she found it. She sent it upwards uh, through Lilliput. This was The Spinning Heart. Um, and that was published. And for that the year that it was published, it was actually long listed for the Booker, his first novel, which is wonderful. And it was it was actually also a book, something not dissimilar to this. Twenty, It felt like 26 short stories, even though it was a complete novel of people um, coming together, just sort of the Celtic Tiger Ireland. And that's a very interesting read. I certainly thought it was very representative um, of, of the time, really. Mm -hmm. um, and he's published quite a lot since. He was a civil servant at the time when he was publishing. Um, when he published that, he was there for a few more years. And then he left the civil service to become, as Hilda said, a creative writer teacher in the University of Limerick. And he's published um, three or four, five novels since, I think. Yeah, so he's had amazing success. I mean, to go from being full-time civil servant, I suppose he's around in his 50s or 40s at this stage and and to, to just move sideways into the writing world. Was, you know, I admire that about him. And I suppose I would have loved if we were all given a thumbs up to this book, but um, Rosemary's given a thumbs up anyway, you know, or, or a thumbs sideways. But um, I'm not sure about the rest. Of you. Rosemary... Tell me a bit about the book club in Castle Blaney. How long have you been involved with them? See, I set it up. Um, there was already a book club in. It was in during the day when I'm at work. And I always wanted to go join a book club. So the library suggested, why didn't you put a notice up? And I did. And it were called Blaney Bookworms. Well, we did meet or go in September 19th. So we didn't have too long, really, before... COVID. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And when I asked the books, uh, the girls if they wanted to go online, they sort of said no, they'd, they'd use the time to catch up on their own books. So, no. And it's, yeah, it was enjoyable. We're called Laney Bookworms, and we started in September 2019. I, I sort of set it up myself. There's a few of us we meet in the evening. There is an already a morning one, but that's no good for people working. It's, um, it's very successful before COVID, and we've met since lockdown. But we still keep in touch by WhatsApp, most of us. So, and I told them about this so that they'll they can download it when it's ready. So, hopefully, we'll get back together soon. The books I had the librarian gives me a list and the books, and she gets what she can. Good woman. That's probably a wrap on the Blaney Book Club. So we got the oh. Blaney Book Club in, which I was keen to. Orla, I was only just going to ask Rosemary what was your favorite. What was your favorite? What has been your favorite book within that uh, that everybody either liked. Eleanor Oliphant was the most popular, um, but even though everyone had read it before, they enjoyed reading it again. Um, Eleanor Oliphant is completely fine. Um, it's an excellent book and it's different, you know. And another favourite was Hotel on the Corner of Bitter and Sweet Amy Ford. Yeah, yeah. Everybody raves about that one. Everybody I've ever sold it to raves about it, yeah. Well, good. God, I must remember that one. So come here, we have other books now. Kevin McManus, who's usually in with us yeah. today, he's too busy now. And he has a book out at the moment called Spirits in the Forest. And that's a poetry book doing really well. It's it's um, hit number one on the download uh, charts there last week sometimes. So well done to Kevin for that. And it's available, um, Orla said she'll come in stock as well in the reading room. So um, are we ready to say what we... What book we have for next month, Hilda? Yep. Okay, the name of the book for next month is The Art of Falling by Danielle McLaughlin. And the blurb on the book is, Nessa's marriage and career are threatened by an old indiscretion, 
just as she receives the opportunity of a lifetime. As she finds the past intruding on the present, she realizes she must decide what is the truth and whether she can continue to live with a lie. The debut novel from Danielle McLaughlin is both gripping and wonderfully written and reveals profound truths about love, power and the secrets that define us. So Daniel McLaughlin is, has mostly been writing short stories and has a string of awards for her short stories. Uh, she's been pu published in Ireland, UK, US and Canada. And she won in 2019, she won the award for Win by Windham Ca Campbell for, for fiction. And she's, she's been a writer in residence in uh, University College Cork. And this is her, this is a deb debut novel for her. She's an acclaimed short story writer, but this is is a debut novel. Good so luck that's the to one her. For next month. Yeah, that's very interesting. Looking forward to getting stuck into that one. Orla, are you familiar with that book? I am. It was just it's just been published in the last month. Okay. Rosemary, I haven't heard of it, have you? No, I haven't, but I, I I'm, I'm gonna give that a go actually myself. So I'll text you and Good. tell you what I think of it. No, because you know that's the best thing about the book club. You you end up stumbling upon books that you might never otherwise have read. So so that's good. So come here, a special thank you to Rosemary Donnelly from um, Castle Blaney Book Club. Our internet was a bit dodgy, guys, listeners. Sorry about that. We hope we'll tidy it up a bit. And um, so thank you to Rosemary Donnelly and the Blaney. A big shout out to the Blaney Bookworms and um, Orla Kelly and Hilda King. Thank you very much. This has been the book club. Leitrim Daily. See you next month.